The process of landing investment banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top-tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. My name is Sam Shaw and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. This is Wall Street Mastermind's Elevate program where we take our flagship coaching program and give it away for free to high potential students who are currently in a difficult financial situation. The goal of this show is to first and foremost give these students the coaching and guidance that they wouldn't be able to get otherwise and help them break into investment banking. Of course, we also want to give all of you an in-depth look at how to go about your own investment banking preparation process the right way so that you can model it after the same proven methodology and strategies that we've used to place over 90% of our students into investment banking across every single bulge bracket and elite boutique bank over the last several years. With hundreds of thousands of applicants competing to break into investment banking globally each year, our team only has the bandwidth to help a very small percentage of you. So my hope is that this show helps all of you, even if you aren't able to directly participate in our program and work with us. So let's get to it. In this session, we introduce Shimena, who is the first student to go through our Elevate program. We talk about her background for a little bit and then spend most of the session taking a fine comb through her resume. Check out the difference in her resume before she started working with Wall Street Mastermind to the final draft we ended up with at the end. Having this much improved resume is going to give her a strong foundation for her recruiting efforts as she uses this resume for all of her networking and application processes. All right, what's up everyone? Sam Shah here, founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I'm excited to be here today for uh, our first session or my first session uh, with Shimena and uh, I guess we'll dive into Shimena's background um, in a little bit here, but uh, just to give everyone some context, since it is our first session, um, Shimena first uh, got connected with us maybe about half a year ago, actually. So it was actually during her freshman year. And, um, you know, we started helping her a little bit back then, um, primarily around just uh, touching up her resume and also giving her some guidance on how to go out and get some relevant experiences back then. Um, And then since then, uh, in fact, I think like I was looking this up. I don't know if you remember your old resume, but it was like, it's actually, it was, it's cool to look at how much, how far you've come actually, because um, like you back then you had like a thing, like a two page resume, right? Like this was, I had to pull this up. You had a two page resume, actually three pages. Okay. So a little over two pages, and um, you didn't have you didn't have a whole lot of experience, and this is like kind of the typical template you find online with professional summary and skills. I'm sure a lot of people do this too. Um, and then now this resume on the right, which is the one we're going to work on today, is kind of like your latest version. Obviously, I don't know about you. I think the one on the right side looks much better. But um, but also, you more importantly, you've gotten um, a lot more relevant experience at this point. So you've gone out and gotten a couple search fund internships um, based on what we taught you. And also I think your leadership and extracurricular activities have um, have improved as well. So that's really exciting stuff. But regardless, aside from that though, uh, 
Shimena hasn't, I mean, you've just been busy with school and doing these internships and building up your resume during your freshman year and through your freshman summer, where that's kind of what we've been able to accomplish. And now you're just starting your sophomore year. And obviously, as we all know, or actually for those of you who don't know, the junior summer internship applications typically open up, uh, at least in last year opened up in like January or mid-January of sophomore year, right, for the class above Shimena. And so that trend has also, it's been trending earlier and earlier every year. So, you know, what we're expecting for Shimena and the other students in her year this year for this class is that, and this is, by the way, she's class of 2024, but we're expecting this year and we'll see what happens is that if it goes even earlier than last year, then it's probably going to happen sometime before the end of the calendar year, before the end of 2021, right? So where we're sitting today as of the time of this recording is early October of 2021. So we're looking at, you know, maybe sometime within the next three months is when things are going to kick off. And that's just our educated guess um, based on what we've seen in the last few years. And so our goal for Shimena now is, you know, to over the next three months, really pick up the pace of, you know, her recruiting preparation process. And what we're going to be going through with her here is, um, and when this is what we go through with all of our students is first um, helping her, you know, make her resume as good as possible, right? That's always the most important and foundational thing that you need in recruiting. And then once that's done, um, the second thing is, uh, you know, walking her through kind of like how to network the right way and setting up her entire networking system so that she can go out and start connecting with these bankers, because obviously networking is a huge part of investment banking recruiting, especially if you're recruiting here in the States, right? Um, without networking and without a good resume, it's going to be really, really difficult to get interviews. If you have both of those things, though, uh, then you should be able to get an interview without issue, right? So we're going to be focusing on the, or we're going to be focusing on those two things first, and then, of course, once we've gone through those, Shimana is going to be out there networking um, in the background with bankers, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll get updates about those. But simultaneously, we're then going to help her prep for the interview itself. So that's both uh, the behavioral interview, or some people call it the fit interview, as well as the technical interview. Uh, which everyone knows what that is. You got to know your accounting and your corporate finance concepts, right? And so we're going to do all of that um, over the next two to three months. Uh, we're going to be checking in weekly. And uh, this is really cool. We're doing this for the first time ever, but we're going to let you guys follow along <laughs> for the ride. And uh, Shimena has graciously uh, agreed to, you know, kind of let us um, kind of show her journey so that you guys can see what it's like. And uh, that'll be the process here. So I'm really looking forward to this. Hopefully you guys are looking forward to this as well. And uh, Shimena, I don't know if you have anything else to add to that. If you don't, it's okay. We can just dive right in and get started. But uh, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, I think you covered most of it. Um, now I'm really excited and looking forward to the next few months just going online and seeing the results in the end. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the results too. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll get you a very good one. So. Um, with that said, let's, um, I guess before we dive in, um, and today for this session, the first session, and this is always the first thing we work on with everybody is just like reworking the resume. So we're going to do that in a second. Um, but maybe if you just give people like a quick 10 second introduction of 
like who you are, where you go to school, things like that, and then so people kind of know? Um, yeah, uh, my name's, so I'm Jimena. I go to NYU, Shanghai, actually. Um, so a little bit of background on my general home campus is NYU Shanghai. Um, but due to the pandemic, I actually haven't been. So I did my first year basically remote at home. Um, by the second year, visa still haven't been able to go through. So we were basically transferred to the New York campus, um, which I think has just been really luck of the draw because being able to be in New York for the whole recruiting season for sophomore year, I was really concerned that I would be in Shanghai when that was happening. Yeah. So it just kind of, it was perfect. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to, that's part of the reason that it's, I'm really excited for the recruiting season um, yeah. and taking that full on. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to come back to the States or not come back, but be in the States uh, for the next few semesters as well, especially as we go through the recruiting process. I think that's going to be huge, um, both for like networking purposes, but also just like being in New York, I think um, is going to make everything a lot easier. So that's great. Um, and what are you majoring in uh, at NYU? Are you in STEM or CAS? So no, I'm so I'm majoring in econ and finance. Um, but so as a Shanghai student, uh, we take classes at Stern, but it's a different program. We take them with the Shanghai program. Got it. Got it. Okay. Cool. So econ and uh, minor in finance, right? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I mean, that's a little bit of background. So uh, let's dive into um, let's dive into your um, your resume here. So let me share my screen. All right. And we'll go and um, block out some of your personal information here later, just so we don't give that out. Um, but I mean, overall, first of all, this looks from a formatting standpoint, I see you've already uh, transferred everything over to, um, to our template. And so that looks much better than before. So that's great. Um, I think the only thing that's left for us to do is to do a little bit of minor cleanup. Um, I see there's some like inconsistencies here. And so we can fix that today. And then let's also go through your bullet points uh, and make sure that everything is on point. Okay, so uh, let's see here. Where's the track changes? In pages. I'm used to using Word, so um, can you track changes in, oh, here we go, edit track changes. Okay, perfect. Can you see my screen, by, by the way, Shimano? Yeah, I can. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Um, so I think um, I'm going to like take a fine comb through everything, but so this will be, some of this will seem very nitpicky, but um, your LinkedIn URL was, can we get rid of the hyphen? Is that already taken or? There was, that's why I put it there, but I think it's so, it's not, I think I, I received an email one time. I was like, I can't find your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. I guess that's, that's why. I think it might be better if you, um, do you have like a middle name or something? I don't. You don't? Okay. Um, I have a G, like I have a second last name. So I might do something like that. Okay. You know, I mean, just like, yeah, I think it's going to be more likely for people to mess up 
um, if we have like a confusing little hyphen at the end, right? So let's, let's um, you know how to customize your uh, URL in whatchamacallit on LinkedIn, right? We taught you how to do that. So yeah. you can just go in and um, make that change. All right, oops, didn't wanna do that. Sorry. Um, so I would do that and then format. Now I'm gonna need to get used to, I'm gonna have to get used to the, the pages format, but okay. So I'm gonna center, I center aligned this. Um, all right, so then we have NYU May 2024. So the first thing is like that I noticed is you see this, um, we use the separator line between the org and the location. Um, some have, most of them have like a space before and then a space after, right? But then there's some that don't, like for example, right here, this one doesn't, right? So that obviously is seemingly a very minor thing. And in fact, most people won't even notice it, but I can promise you right now, investment bankers will notice that because now this is one thing for everyone to learn too, is like in investment banking, bankers are very, um, for lack of a better word, they're very anal about like formatting. There's just like half of the comments you get on your pitch books from your associates will be about like little things like this. Like, oh, you missed the extra space here. Or um, another thing I noticed is like, if you look at the hyphens in between your date ranges, some of them are like the longer ones and some of them are like the shorter ones, right? So stuff like that will also get called out too. So like, let's just make all these changes. Again, I think like a normal human being won't even notice that kind of stuff. But again, people that are reviewing this, they're not really normal. So we gotta, we gotta play up to their standards. Um, so I'm gonna change those things. Also along similar lines, these two um, experiences here that are newer that you probably added, they're missing the location. You see that? So I was going to ask you that because they were remote, should I put remote or the place that they were? Yeah, I mean, there's two ways you could do this. You could put that there. So a lot of search fund internships are remote, right? By the way, for those people who are watching. So um, if it is remote, you can put remote or I personally, I think this is my preference. You can just put the location where you actually did it from. So like if you were in New York, and you did it in New York, then I would just put New York, you know? So is that where you were for both of these or? So Valpo was, is New York right now. And then Cuesta was from Bethesda, Maryland. Okay, so let's do that. That's not bouldered. Okay. Also, the other thing is like, you know how down here you're doing the abbreviated oh. version, right? So here, just to be consistent, we're gonna do SEP to current. Usually people say present. I don't know why, they just do. So let's just stick to what people are used to. All right, March, we shortened that, okay. And then this one you said was Bethesda, right? Bethesda, yeah. hopefully I spelled that correctly. Yep. Uh, Maryland, what's the acronym? And yep. so here too, we're gonna change that. Like, so it's all about consistency. Yeah. Right? Um, 
And then like this, since we already have the location here, we probably don't need this New York and Y thing. It just feels a little bit redundant, right? Mm -hmm. Oops. all the dates are aligned on the right side. Okay, so we got um, that's the minor stuff. Okay, we caught that stuff. So let's come up here. Oh, here's why I started there. There's this one too. So I'm going to add a space before and after just to be consistent. So you're graduating NYU May 2024. You got your cumulative major GPA. That's all good stuff. You have a 3.7, 4.0 for your major. So GPA is good. Obviously, we're gonna try to keep it um, keep it there. Here, same thing, right? Whether you have a space before and after, we want to be consistent. So add one there. Uh, there's one here already. Let's add one here. But I turned into a hyperlink, so we're going to remove the link. Um, Actually, when we do this, now we're over the line. Oh, so I'm going to get rid of that slash at the end because we don't really need it. Okay. All right. So now we got consistent spacing there. We got consistent spacing on all the locations. We're using acronyms for all the states. Spelling out the country, I think that's fine. Um, we got the same hyphenation. Oh, the date here is carrying over. So we're going to. Back. Okay. All right. So now let's look through the actual content itself. Um, one thing I noticed. Uh, so also, like you want to check on the alignment. So this again is a very minor thing that most people wouldn't notice. But if you look at this, these bullets, you see the gap between the bullet and the text versus the rest of your bullets. You see how the gap is a lot smaller? Yeah. So that's another one of those things where you're probably like, wow, Sam, how did you see that? I don't know, because I was in investment banking. I'm telling you, like, these bankers will see this stuff. Like, I just, I'm, I'm trained to see this stuff, and I'm not, like, unique in this. So we got to be consistent there, right? Um, so is there a, do you know if, Pages has like that paintbrush function that Word docs have. This maybe not. Hmm. Paintbrush. I don't know what paintbrush. What what does it do? It allows you to like copy and copy and paste style. Hold on, let me save this first. Let's see if I can open this in Word, just because I'm a lot. <laughs> I'm going to be able to do this a lot better if I'm editing this in Word. Let me see here. Open with, oh, doesn't look like I can. Unless I say this as a Word doc, maybe. Let's see if I can do that. Uh, no. Oh, export. There we go. Word. Okay. 
Sorry, and you can convert it back later if you need to. Um, but this is going to be a lot easier because I'm not used to working in pages. <laughs> um, all right, so let me open the Word doc. Hopefully it doesn't mess up the formatting too much. There we go. Let me reshare my screen. Okay, so we actually paused it just now because we had to, um, we decided to make everything easier by just porting all the content over to the actual Washington Mastermind resume template. So we've done that now and all the content is over. It's the exact same content as before, but um, obviously the formatting means work because things aren't, you know, in the right places and things like that. So let's go through and just fix that real quick. Um, I'm gonna track changes just so we can see later what changes were made, but so first thing first, um, let me delete these comments. Let's align all these to the right side. So all the dates. All right, so all of those are there. And then the next thing we wanna do is we wanna make sure that all of our bullet points, and this is a really important thing that a lot of students don't do. Wanna make sure all of our bullet points fit neatly from end to end, from one side to the next, right? So it's either exactly one full line, or sometimes if you have a longer bullet, you can have like, two full lines, but even this one is going a little bit over to the third line, right? So we'll have to, I call it wordsmithing. We'll have to wordsmith uh, each of these bullet points a little bit uh, to make sure that they all fit, okay? Um, by the way, before we even get to that, I'm just starting from the top. Um, we need a spacer row here. So we add that. Um, I noticed you put your letter grade for, two of the classes, but not for the other ones. What does that mean? Did you, are these like in progress or? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's just make it clear then because I don't want people to think that, you know. And you got a bad grade. Yeah, like you showed it when it's an A and you didn't when it's not. So, um, oops, did I do that? All right, activities under that allowing business. So, this is interesting. If you're in the private equity group on campus, like I might actually make that one of your um, extracurricular activities just because that's highly relevant to banking. So it like demonstrates interest, right? Um, but we can come back to that. Let's um, for now just highlight it, okay? All right, so let's force me some of these bullet points in. While we're making it fit, we'll also go through and make sure that the bullet points actually make sense. Um, and before I actually do that too, let's do some minor cleanup. So the space before and after these separators, let's just be consistent with that. 
right? Um, here. Okay. All right, and then now let's go to the actual bullet points. So, um, search for an intern at Valvo Holdings. Conduct the research to identify and value over 50 dental practices, right, as plural, and medical spas in the Southern California. I don't think you need the, it's just Southern California, but also we need to make this for sale. So conduct the research to identify and value over 50 dental practices. So one way we could shorten this in is we do 50 plus instead of over 50. All right, so now if it's on one line. So that's why I mean by wordsmithing is like, you're not even really changing the bullet. You're just deleting certain words or adding certain words to make it fit better, okay? Enhance company search with proprietary and broker deal flow while communicating with dental brokers. So what does this mean? Because like when, as a third party, when I read this part of the bullet point, and this might be pretty small, so I should zoom in. Uh, when I read this, like, I don't know what that means. Enhance company search with proprietary and broker deal flow like what are you trying to say i was trying to say like so i was doing proprietary work like trying to find a lot a lot of companies and i was also going on like brokerage websites to like enhance the company search like our search for a company um okay so basically just you went on the broker website to help them find companies. Is that what you're So saying? that's part that's part of the job, but it, it also is just like doing a lot of like finding, going through the website and finding all these like dental practices. So that's what they call like the proprietary work of what you're doing, where you're kind of just looking for a ton of dental practices and finding like contact information of everything and then seeing like does this business look legit or not? And then like you put it into a contact log. Um, but I guess that's like kind of what I meant by enhanced. Yeah, but what is the difference between this then and what you set up here? Because isn't that kind of what you're doing here? Yeah, yeah. I think just the part where I mentioned the brokerage, but I guess would would one bullet point look bad? But because I just started this a week ago, so I didn't know. But yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I mean, so I get it. If you just started a week ago, you don't have that much to put yet, right? And you're just trying to fill up the space. I think typically in that situation, what I um, would recommend, and because like a lot of people run into this where they say, okay, I'm, I have a new internship. I want to add to my resume. I mean, look, for you, if there's like something that you're going to be applied to immediately, then obviously you want to put your best foot forward with what you have on your, your resume. And then this matters a little bit more. But like, if you say, hey, actually like the next thing that I'm gonna be applying for is not gonna be for, I don't know, at least a few weeks from now or even a month or two months from now, then personally, I would just, if you're not gonna use your resume and then like, I would just wait until you've done more stuff and then you can, you know, add actual bullet points about what you've done. But in the meantime, for now, like, even if you want to add a second bullet point, Let's not have two bullet points that are kind of like the exact same, right? Like, but the second part of this bullet where you say um, communicating with dental brokers, that does sound at least a little bit less redundant than what, what it was that you did here. So we could make a longer bullet point out of that. We could also 
make a bullet point out of like, okay, so once you've identified these dental practices and medical spas, what did you do at that point? Or what would you do at that point? Or maybe you haven't gotten there yet because you've only been there for a week, but like based on the job description or based on your understanding of the search funds workflow, like what would be the next thing? Is the next thing, hey, I'm going to go and now I have to create like company profiles on these, or is it like, hey, I'm going to have to call up these dental practices and like talk to the owners to see like if they're even open to having a conversation about potentially selling the business, right? Or like what, you know, like, I don't know if you guys talked about this when you were interviewing for the job and here's like, hey, what, what is my role and responsibility and what am I going to be doing here? So you can kind of like on, on the resume, like when someone just started a job, like sometimes what I have them do is just like project a little bit into the future on what they're going to be doing or what they, what they were told they will be doing. And of course you can always go back and um, revise those bullet points as you actually start doing these things and you're like, Oh, this is not hundred percent accurate. Let me frame it this way instead. Right. Only thing when you're doing this is like, if you're going to project, try not to, usually you want to be as specific as possible when writing bullet points, but if you're projecting something, then you don't want to be overly specific. And actually what you want to do is write in like more generic terms and more higher level and leave some wiggle room for like, in case that's not exactly what happens later. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you think there's anything like that, that we can kind of write about. It's like, Hey, this is my understanding of the job description, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, well, from my experience is basically the other search funder, which like what we normally, which is very similar to this one where like, we'll go ahead and outreach and like sign that, get the NDA signed. And then we'll like get their financials. And then like, we would, I would normally go through their financials and um, well, I would, I would see if there's anything that's weird or not. And then I would, I would tell them the leaders like this, this, this part doesn't look okay. Like, what are these financials? Why are they like, putting this, this amount of like add backs, why are they doing so-and-so? And then um, what I was doing with Cuesta, which is different than this one though, is like, I would actually go on and like make an LBO and present it to them of as far as like what I thought it would look like. Um, and then they would give me feedback on that. So it would work both ways, which is not what they're doing, um, yeah. but I don't, so far like they've, because I just started, they were like, just do this for now. And then like, if we find something or if you find a company then report back to us. Um, Okay. So how about we say something like, I'm going to make this up and you can tell me if this sounds reasonable and if you're comfortable putting this down and if you're not, obviously we can tweak it. So I'm just going to say like, okay, perform, oops, I'm not typing, um, perform uh, preliminary due diligence on shortlisted by reviewing um, reviewing financial statements and um, I don't know, what else would you review? Um, it shows them by reviewing financial statements and And like companies profitability, profitability and 
what, what were you saying? And like the company's profitability or like. Um... Uh, by reviewing financial statements, and then, so by reviewing financial statements, um, perform preliminary diligence. Um, short list of companies are reviewing financials and checking references. Um, when I say checking references, I'm kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys ever like, you know, talk to like these companies' customers or suppliers or vendors. Like, you guys do like these reference calls, um, to ask them about their experience with the business. Mm -hmm. That's usually part of the due diligence process. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, something like that. I don't know if this is in line with what you think you'll be doing on, on, on this job. Or we could, you know, we could put something else too. It's like um, um I think it's I think it's pretty accurate. Okay. So we'll leave this here for now. And then like of course you can go back and change it as you okay. go along. Right. Um perform market analysis. And so the other thing here is like. You know, I know these are both search funds and we put search fund intern. Um, I think like this is minor, but I usually like just like even changing up the role titles a little bit so it doesn't look like you're just doing the exact same things, right? So like I'm comfortable if you say, um, for example, like especially this one, you actually built LBO models and stuff, you said. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, like you can, this is kind of interchangeable. Uh, you can say private equity. And you're like, nobody really cares what your exact role title is. It just can't be like so far-fetched that it's not true, right? But in this case, like if you're actually doing these things, I would say that's pretty much a private equity internship, right? Search funds are just private equity firms on like a smaller scale, right? So I'd probably like just change that up a little bit. Just so you have like a bit more variety, you know? Yeah. Or if you want to call this one search fund intern, you want to call this one private equity intern, like that's fine too. Just running that. Yeah. yeah. Um, perform market analysis, uncover. So probably meant to to uncover. Yeah, this is grammar. Perform market analysis to uncover potential investment opportunity. Um, what does this mean? It's like the same thing as the first bullet point, where like it would help to like make the pipeline into um, developing like a good deal flow. So like we would like, the way that it works is like we would we would do this pipeline. That's what I mean by like, it would help to like enhance supposedly the deal flow. Um, like we would start with a ton, ton, ton of companies and then start narrowing it down, narrowing it down until eventually we would find like a few good companies and then like we would see which one would work best. Okay, so as a perform market analysis to uncover potential we need to shorten the bullet points and say deal opportunities and develop. Uh, actually, instead of opportunity, potential investment ideas and develop proprietary deal flow. Okay. Develop leverage by our model, resulting in an initial offer on investment opportunity with a 30% plus ROI. Um, 
So you guys actually put in an offer on this deal. Yeah, I didn't go through, but we did. Okay. Well, you got to the point where you put in an offer and then they just, they rejected it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what type of company was it? Like, can you just, like, what industry was it in? It was an IT company. Okay. Uh, let's just say built, fill leverage by our model. Um, Build leverage by our model. That was used to make. Do you know how much the offer was? Like how many millions of dollars? Uh, 1.2, I think. 1.2 million dollars? From what I remember, yeah. We ended up going through, I can double check because I have all the models on, but I think that one specifically. It was at the very beginning actually, but yeah. Um, IT, just IT company? Can I be a little bit more descriptive? What does that mean? It was like IT services. So it's like they provided like cloud services and so-and-so. Um, uh, I have like more of the specifics that I can write into it. Um, and of course, to be able to talk about it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, like, yeah. was used to make okay. an initial $1.2 million offer on IT services company, uh, manage intermediary deal flow program, review over 400 companies, uh, and recommended 26 target opportunities. What's intermediary deal flow? I think this is, it's very much the same as the, as the first bullet point. Um, it's the same thing where, um, we were managing intermediaries. Sorry, I wrote this long time. Um, I think it's very much the same thing as the first one because it's the same thing. We were all managing the same. Um, okay. I, you know, something that I, I don't know, but I ended up like, is, is this something I would. I, I was with the company the longest. So I was kind of like, we had a group of interns that I was leading and like teaching them how to do like models and so-and-so and, so and like how to go through the whole deal flow program. Is that yeah. something I should include? Yeah, you can. And I think you can combine this bullet and this bullet. With so the first one, yeah. You can say like, you're just, this bullet sounds the same except you're just quantifying it a bit more, right? Mm -hmm. So uncover 400 potential investment ideas um investment um to develop proprietary deal flow and recommend So performed market analysis. Um, what would you say this? You say 
source over 400 potential investment opportunities. Sourced and reviewed 400 plus potential investments. Uh, opportunities and recommended. Six targets for deeper dive. Is that accurate? It's kind of what you guys, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, we just combine them. Yeah. And then you build leverage. Uh, Bama is used to make an initial one point two million dollar offer on an IT services company. Um. And then what did you do to build this model? Like, what did you have to, what did you use? Like, did you have to like review a SIM? Did you have to, I don't know, like um, what, what were the information that you had to analyze to build this model? Like you didn't just create yeah. this in the air, right? Um, yeah, no, we were giving like the, the uh, financials of the actual company and then um, we would go back and forth with like analyzing like what was accurate and what was not and like he we had an overall template of what the lbo looked like um so then we would make projections based on like the specific industry um so you only had and the, then, you only had the historical uh, yeah okay so they didn't give you a forecast right no that was like our job so review historical financials um, target company to um, build projections. Um, uh, to build, you're projecting what free cash flow projections. Um, Well, in addition to looking at their financials, did you get any other information that you had to review, like more qualitative stuff? Like, we would usually sometimes we would get like a folder with like a lot of like background of like the industry yeah. itself, or like usually how they would, how this um, company would like the EBITDA or like or like the multiple or certain. So like what we were going for um, when we were going up uh, projected, but. We usually just got the historical. It was like a very rough general outline. We never, like, we would always go back and forth. Um, and we would just have like um, a lot of like case studies or so and so of like industries and similar fields. Like the specific company. Or we would have like, I don't know, if, do you call it a pitch book of the company itself? Uh -huh. Yeah, basically. And they would like, Tell us about like their background, like their management, how it was structured. Who gave that you was who, kind who, of it. who gave you the pitch book though? The, the target company did? Yeah. So they would send all, all of the things and like their financials to him. No, well, no. With with Questa, it was like one guy. So they would send him all of the data and then he would send us like the pitch book and like the historicals and everything. And he he would tell us to like look into it and then make a model based out of that. To Someone called the Facebook a SIM, which stands for like Confidential Information Memorandum, mm -hmm. which is yeah. what it's called, right? 
So review market research. I'm going to say review market research. Again, tell me if any of this is not accurate because I wasn't there, but review market research stands and targets historical financials to project out um, um, project out future uh, to build a five-year free cash flow forecast. Accurate? Yeah, it was just a 10-year. Oh, it was 10 years. Okay. Forecast. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say built LBO model with paid on. You had a debt repayment schedule, I assume, uh, for your LBO mm -hmm. model. Yeah. Um, yeah. The LBO model with debt payment schedule. That was used to make $1.29 offer. Bid $1.29. Oh, been on with that pronounced that I was used to bid $1.29 from IT services company. Does that work? Okay. And then what was the point you want to say about managing interns? How many interns did you manage? Uh, it was three other ones, though. So. Got a team of three other interns. Um, by doing what? What did you have to do? Um, well, we would, so what we would do is like weekly, we would all meet and we would be, so I don't know, I don't know if this is like good for the resume, though. that's why I didn't put it. Like, it would just be like, because we were learning about the process, we would like meet to have a case study, to go through a case study. And like, we would all be assigned to do like make an LBO and I would like guide them on how to do it or like give them feedback and then like go into whatever industry we were having that week. But you know, it's not something I'm reporting to the company. I just thought it was like some leadership experience, but I don't know if- um, It's not something you're re reporting to the company. What does that mean? Like like this is yeah. this is like a this is like you guys are learning but this doesn't have to do with like your the direct like offers or anything we're doing with the company well that's fine but they knew you were doing this though right yeah 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 were, no like they assigned me to it like event at the beginning i was the one that was like the intern learning but then eventually i was the one that was there the longest so i kind of took charge in on leading the weekly Kind of okay, so led a team of three other interns by analyzing um, their like weekly case studies, yeah. Weekly case studies and um, teaching them LBO modeling. Is that kind of what you did? Yeah, kind of. I gave them feedback. Um, I just, yeah, yeah. Um, 
giving them feedback on their models. Yeah. Live conclusions by analyzing weekly case studies and giving them feedback on their models. Okay. That sounds good. So these will be yeah. like four bullet points. I think these are better than what you had before. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, let's go to the rest. So these two are obviously going to be your most relevant experience so far. So I'll make sure like the bullet points there are definitely on point because that's where, honestly, here's a secret. Most bankers, when they look at your resume, they don't read everything word for word. They don't read every single line item. They will just like hone in on like the one or two things that really catch your attention. So mm -hmm. most likely it's going to be one of these two. So you, that's why we want to spend like, you know, an extra, like just, we want to be extra careful with how we craft these paragraphs specifically, but not that the other ones aren't important, but let's go through the other ones real quick. So, Oh, there you go. It's exactly one page. Boom. So, let's say, so like that, and then obviously, you know, you have to accept all the changes, but if I say no markup, and this is kind of what your resume looks like. So you see like all the line spacing and stuff is a lot more uniform and it's cleaner than yeah. what you did before, right? Yeah. This looks like a good resume. Now, I will say, um, like, I don't know what you did in the private equity group, for example, but, and that's currently at NYU. Yeah, but this started last week. So I really don't have anything to talk about it. Okay. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a general member too. I've been told like, I mean, I don't have like a lead role in it. Um, Fine, you don't, you don't yeah. necessarily have to have a lead role in it, but you can still, like at some point I would, I would, you know, put this somewhere down here and I don't know like what you do for this, like similar idea, like you might want yeah. to put it down here. Um, some of the things, cause, cause like right now, some of the things you could take out, like, you know, for example, this one is like not really relevant, right? It's like, yeah, okay, you're a babysitter, but like in general, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you did this, you know, uh, this looks like it was in high school, right? Is this? Yeah, it was a gap year. No, it was my gap year. Oh, it was your gap year. Yeah. So, like, I mean, a lot of people will put like jobs that they've worked um, prior, like, you know, prior to like then even starting to think about their career professionally. It was just like, hey, I just did some, mm -hmm. I was a cashier, I was a waitress, I was a babysitter, and this and that. And while there's nothing wrong with that, I actually think that um, a lot of times it kind of like, I don't know, it's just not what bankers are looking for, you know? And yeah. so like, it kind of just detracts from your resume more than it adds. And then so mm -hmm. in place of something like this, or, I mean, yeah, in place of something like this, like I would almost rather just, you know, have a couple of boy points on how you're a member of the private equity club, you okay. know? Um, and then the other thing is like, I think, I mean, like this was from high school. Yeah. Right? So we probably want to like start to yeah. swap stuff out from high school, um, especially now as you build out this section, like this section should hopefully grow, right? Mm -hmm. The other way that you could actually like 
expand on your resume if you just want to push some of this stuff off the page is we can actually take this section and do like the selector transaction experience format mm -hmm. because it sounds like you did actually work on one deal right mm -hmm. and so you can like you, you've seen the you've seen that in the template where we have um yeah right you, you, it'll take up more space and just in general that's how bankers format their own resumes it's like they'll they'll break out like the deals that they've actually worked on in a in, in, in a section underneath each experience. And yeah. so it just makes you look the part a bit more, right? The downside to doing that is if you do that, like I said earlier, bankers, they kind of just hone in on like one or two specific sections in your yeah. resume that really draws their attention. So if you do that, their attention will most likely go to that deal, yeah. which could be a good or a bad thing. Like it's, it's a good thing if, you know how to talk about that deal and you review your model and you know it well and you can answer whatever questions they ask you yeah. um, and i can help you prep for that too especially if you still have to model and stuff but like if that's the case it actually ends up being a good thing because it makes your interview more predictable yeah instead of them just asking like a bunch of uh like random technical questions like they'll just start asking you about the lbo model that you did and that's how they're going to test you right okay. um but it works against you if you draw Thank attention you. to it and you don't know how to speak to it intelligently because you didn't actually do what you said you were going to do or whatever, right? So something for you to consider, this does not have to be the final draft. Obviously this is like just our first cut at it. And then like, this is a living document, meaning as you continue to do stuff, whether it's at your current internship or as you go do more stuff on campus, as you're in these clubs longer, so on and so forth, you're going to keep editing this, but just preserve, yeah. preserve this formatting because we spent a lot of time making it look good, preserve the formatting, update the content. And like every time you make like a new change, you know, you can send it to me and have me look at it again. And then like, we'll just make sure that you always have the latest and greatest. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'll send this back to you. Um, so you have the copy. And then uh, now that this is done and, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit previously too, is like, I think, this semester, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be working at um, Valpo, right? And then at some point, we're going to want to start thinking about finding you something for both next semester and for sophomore summer. Yeah. You're probably going to have to recruit for sophomore summer in conjunction with your junior summer, just based on how the recruiting timeline mm -hmm. is working out. So, um, you know, we could talk about that offline or we could talk about that at our next check-in, but um this will be the resume that you use as like part of your applications for those types of opportunities yeah cool cool any questions for me um no i think that's thank you so much it looks so much it's 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 come such a long way it's crazy <laughs> like the first one you showed it's so embarrassing i hadn't even looked at it i think i just deleted it off my computer Everyone always, says, everyone always says that about their original resume but no it's nothing to be embarrassed about like honestly like those are the templates that you find online and that's usually yeah. when it starts and no one's teaching this stuff for some reason and even in school if you want to learn this stuff like i don't know they just don't it's such an important skill but they just don't teach it but yeah like it's come a long way and it'll get even better going forward i think like going forward it's not going to be 
oh, does my resume look good from a formatting standpoint? It's not about that anymore. For you, it's yeah. all about like, how can I get even better experiences so that in addition to the formatting, more importantly, the substance of the resume mm -hmm. is like just is amazing and stands on its own, right? Yeah. So looking forward to that, but uh, you know, we got time. So um, yeah. if you don't have any more questions, then uh, we'll wrap it up here and then uh, you know, we'll talk again next week, same time. Okay, no, I think that's it um, for that. Um, yeah, for this, yeah. Okay. I, cool. I have like maybe side off the record questions. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can uh, just message me on Slack or whatever and we can talk about it. Okay. Cool. All right, we'll talk soon. Thank you. All right, bye. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the content, please subscribe to our channel or podcast so that you can get notified of all of our future episodes as well. If you'd like to apply to work with us so that we can help you in a similar way, feel free to reach out to our team at www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. The street is abbreviated to ST, so it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. Talk soon.